Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Sports for Dummies, the podcast for people who love sport and are very intellectually smart when it comes to sport like my co-host Lewis Pierce and it's for people who don't know anything about sport but are open to kind of growing their sports knowledge like me, Hope Helen. Now last week we unfortunately did not drop you an episode and that's because we had a bit of a technical situation, didn't we Lewis? We did indeed. Hope, great introduction by the way, absolutely love that. But no, we did indeed. We had we had a real problem. Um, it basically all just went in the bin, to put it very, very bluntly. Zencaster fell apart for us, but it's okay. We're back. So this is episode four. Technically should be five, um, but four has now disintegrated. It's a bit like being born on February 29th because it's been like, it's a bit like a leap year. We'll call it that. It's sort of like they get a bonus episode, but also yeah. not. Exactly. We've done a bonus episode. Yeah, we did. And we learned more together. And we learned, you know, we, we, we learned about um, the rugby in Cornwall. If anyone wants to look at the rugby in Cornwall was an exciting story. Or Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. Um, any of those stories, go and look them up. But no, you do miss out, unfortunately. Sorry about that, everybody. But we are back and better than ever for episode four, which is indeed recording and shouldn't go in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. Thank you. Hope it has been busy. I had deadlines due on Friday, so it was good to get them handed in. That's been great. Now I'm onto different deadlines, so rolling with different work. Uh, but it's been good. And my local club, St Albans, won on Sunday. So I went to the game and it was absolutely legendary. That was great. I saw your Insta stories on this and there were so many people running on the pitch. I was yep. like, what is going on there? Tell us, how was it? Oh, Hope, it was absolutely unbelievable so St Albans were in the first round of the FA Cup so we were playing Forest Green Rovers to give you some context St Albans currently are 15 unbeaten so we are in amazing form we're playing really really well but and we're second we are two leagues below Forest Green so we play in the Vanarama South and they're in League Two however Forest Green are top of League Two so it was a bit of it was a big underdog clash we went 1-0 down and it was an absolute shame we were all devastated because it looked like we were going to go 1-0 up we had a great opportunity I don't know how many minutes in because obviously I was at the game however we had a great opportunity to kick start things and we missed and it came to but it came basically back to bite us on the bum because we went 1-0 down however we equalized at 1-1 and honestly hope I went 
absolutely flying. I'm talking literally me and my mates, we went everywhere. There were bodies. It was absolutely crazy. It was so much fun. It then went 2-1. So St Albans scored again within 10 minutes. They scored two goals in 10 minutes. It was a fantastic finish by our winger called Zane Banton. And oh my days, Pandama. I mean, it was just crazy. Anyway, so I won't go into too much depth. Um, but in the end, we won 3-2 and it was just fantastic. So we are going into the second round of the FA Cup. St Albans haven't got there or haven't beaten a, a, pro, a, like a professional league side team for 97 years. So... That was a massive achievement in our history. And we haven't got to the, I don't even know, I don't think we've ever got to the second round of the FA Cup. So it's going to be huge. This might not happen again in your lifetime, Lewis. Correct. So this is enormous. And so that's why everyone went on the pitch because it was a huge, huge achievement. So I think I mentioned, uh, in fact, I did, I mentioned last week, but obviously nobody would have heard that one, that we, <laughs> sorry, everybody, we played Carlisle in the FA Cup in, I think it was 20, uh, 2016, 2017. We lost 5-3. So that was the last time we had a chance to go through. And of course we didn't. So to actually advance as a National League South team is enormous. So next round is quite fun. The one game hope, a little bit like a Liverpool Everton or a Liverpool Man United or a say a Tottenham Arsenal. We've drawn our local rivals, Boreham Wood, away from home, who are a league above us. That's an absolutely enormous game. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But anyway, very exciting stuff. So come on, St Albans. <laughs> you know how I always do after you finish speaking, I go a few things. Two things, one thing. Yes. Three things this time. Um, Go on. Firstly, I'm pleased that St. Albans won because that same day Liverpool lost. Wah, wah, wah. Yep. Yes. Won't talk about that too much because it's depressing. Uh, two, in terms of FA Cup, my team in my local town, Kings Lynn, we had a game like that that was big and Alex Scott was here and the TV people were here. Yes. But we didn't win. Oh. Sorry about that. We, we lost. And last thing um, was in regards to that sort of area, because I know Watford, because I used to do, um, I used to present on Vibe 107.6 FM. It Does it go kind of Watford top, top, then it's Bournemouth and then it's St Albans in terms of their leagues? Like local teams, yes. So in terms of the surrounding area, you'd go Watford, then Luton, you'd call in there too. So it'd be Watford, Luton, Borenwood, St Albans, and then from there you have much smaller clubs. There are clubs like Harpenden, London, Colney, but these are obviously places you may not have heard of. Um, but yeah, so St Albans on that list would probably probably be about fourth debatably. We also have Hemel in the same league, but St Albans are slightly better than Hemel this season. Um, so yeah, that is kind of the, the a brief summary of the FA Cup. Well, Lewis, um, apologies, by the way, when I'm talking, my dad is doing some DIY downstairs. So if you hear some, <laughs> it's not my stomach, it's my dad drilling the kitchen floor. But Lewis, should we move on today to today's story? That was a bit of a tongue twister, that. Absolutely. So story number one, Hope, is related to Emma Raducanu, who we've spoken about in previous weeks. She plays tennis. She does indeed. I was waiting for that. There you go. So Emma, the British number one, has announced she's confirmed that her new coach is going to be German Torben Belts. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Are you waiting for... Uh, how funny would that have been? He's decided to be part-time Liverpool, part-time Emma Raducanu tennis professional. I believe that he, if he put his mind to it, I believe that Klip Klopp could do that job. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think he's boss. 
He's yeah. a great guy. And I think he needs to get his glasses back on because it's quite confusing seeing his face without them. I'm not I sure know. I like it. it is, it is it's strange. unnerving. Yeah, it, it is a strange feeling. So no, so Emma Raducanu has been out, has been without a coach since winning the US Open. So you remember that whole tournament where she did amazingly and she kind of won against all odds. So she parted ways with her coach um, who was called Andrew... <laughs> oh, go on. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? I know. You, well, you she... get, he gets you to the US Open, you win, and then you're like, all right, bye. I know, yeah, see you later. So, it's weird. You would have thought she'd stick with him because he got her there. I know. I'm not, I'm, again, it's not really clear and she didn't really come out and say why that was the case. So he was called Andrew Richardson. She signed a short contract with him before the, before the um, yeah, the US Open. And then obviously then she won and she decided not to extend. And by the sounds, the way that she's kind of worded it politely in press conferences <laughs> is, that, is that she wanted someone more professional. So this guy who is called Belts, he's a 44-year-old German. He actually used to coach the, number, the former number one who is called Angelique Kerber. So for any big tennis fans out there, they'll know that name. Um, she is a fantastic, fantastic tennis player. And he helped her win the Australian Open the US Open, she reached the Wimbledon final, she claimed a silver Olympic medal and became world number one all in 2016. So like, wow. it, was, it was a big year. So for her, that was an enormous year. So, and then that was basically all down to him. So that was in one year? That was in one year. Oh my goodness gracious. I know. She, she did... <laughs> Angelique Kerber did a fantastic, fantastic job in 2016. Um, she's a great tennis player. So he I actually... bet her arms were achy at the end of that year. Christmas oh, dinner. Yeah. Christmas dinner, she couldn't even lift them on the table. No, she she had enough of like bending her arms sideways after <laughs> eating food because it's, it's like playing tennis, isn't it? <laughs> she'd, have been, she'd have been fuming. Um, <laughs> but no, so so that's so that's happened. So basically, Radicanu has kind of hinted at the fact she wanted a more experienced coach. And of course, as you can hear from the credentials of Kerber, he's a fantastic coach. So he took on, he basically turned Kerber into the player she was. And he also coached another woman up who became someone that was also in the top 20. So I think logically what she probably was saying to herself and maybe her, I don't know if her PR team were involved. I imagine they probably were, but you know, she wants to advance as a tennis player. The reason also is because she actually lost last night. She lost her, she lost her opening match in the upper Le- uh, upper austria ladies event uh which was in a place oh. there you go in linz but she lost to a um yeah she lost six one six seven and seven f- uh, sorry yeah six one six seven and seven five to china's wang xin yu so i think it was probably yeah i imagine that the reason for it is probably because she's had a couple of incidences post uh, the, the US Open where it hasn't gone her way and she's had injuries and stuff and she's been playing on her own without a coach she needs a coach to continue and progress on um, and so she's decided that, that um, Belts is the man forward but that loss would have been for a multitude of reasons the coach thing of course but also the amount of pressure on her now as a player after winning that and how much fame she's got kind of overnight um, that's a hell of a lot to go into that I was going to say go into that ring go into that court Exactly. Absolutely. One, you know, so now she's preparing for the for the 2022 seasons that begins in January. That's January 17th. And that opens with the Australian Open. So absolutely, you know, she'll be having to prepare herself for that for that event. Um, But you're right, the, the pressure on her now being especially Britain's number one, and she's now in the top 20 in the world as well at 18. I mean, that is the weight on her shoulders must just be gargantuan. So I can imagine that she is really feeling it and she's going to need a coach to kind of bounce her back from obviously a fantastic victory, um, but quite a few small defeats that really in reality for someone to win the US Open and go and do that is is quite rare. So, um, so yeah. I can't remember her name and I can't remember her words exactly, but the lady who's blonde, who used to present Question of Sport, who was a tennis player back in the day, she was a champion, 
she said about the pressure that she'll experience now. Mm. She kind of spoke about it. Um, yeah. That doesn't really help. But if you just search question of sport lady on Google first, and then you search what she said about it on YouTube, then you'll know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Because I clearly do not. But she says I'm very no. good. Anyway. No, but there are quite a few, you know, quite a few people hope have come out. There was quite a big, there was quite a big controversial story recently because a man called Eddie Jones, who is the, he's the um, manager of England rugby team, actually said in an interview, quite bizarrely, he raised about, he raised kind of this point and kind of, to put it very bluntly, made this joke that Emma is too too inexperienced um, to basically be a, like to be in the limelight and the fact that she isn't doing very well because she's not properly managed. It was a bit of a weird story, but you're right. He, although his comments were quite controversial and people have hit back at him and people can research that if they'd like to. I, I didn't really want to cover that. I'd rather talk about Emma and not focus on this negative story surrounding him. Um, it was actually quite interesting because Although he was quite, he was mean about it, as you said, I think a lot of people have acknowledged that she is facing huge pressure on her shoulders. And actually, at the start of the 2022 season with the Australian Open and the US Open and the, the French Open, all these things, she's going to be expected as the British number one to go out there and to absolutely boss it. And so we'll have to wait and see how she gets on. Um, but I mean, I'm sure she'll be excited now working with the new coach and kind of getting lined up and ready for that. But equally, um, it's a scary thing for her. It's an absolutely scary thing. It's okay, I think, to acknowledge that she's maybe not got a lot of years experience and maybe the coach and management thing is fine, like that Mr. Jones said. Yeah. Um, but it's the way you do it. Don't be mean and don't put more pressure on her by saying, oh, she's not going to last. She's going to be a flash in the pan. Um, do it like a empathetic way, hoping that she'll do well. But bearing in mind that, yeah. Yeah. But she's not putting anyone wrong just yet, so let's all be positive about it. And exactly. woohoo, Emma. <laughs> See, this is the thing. I let Hope do those sort of noises. I just do my own thing because I can't I can't rep uh, Excuse me, you do bizarre. <laughs> well look, we have, we have to match each other though in some form. So that, that can be that can those can be my See, but I do some silly noises if people if anyone wants to go back listen to the whole of um, the entirety of series one there are lots of moments where we both do absolutely bizarre things and there you go and silly moments so if you want to go listen do go and check it out <laughs> i was going to say something else oh that was the other thing too hope just quickly before we round off she also in her game last night actually faced an injury so equally that's another thing to add in there as well she's actually faced quite a few injuries as people will remember too when she dropped out of Wimbledon because she had a panic attack so she's had quite a few instances in the last kind of six months where or sorry four months where things have happened to her whether it's panic attacks or injuries and um, which have impacted her play and I imagine working with belts now will make a big difference um and we'll have to wait and see how she gets on come 2022 January first come first serve ah very clever <laughs> I think she needs to go to a spa and have a little break <laughs> She actually did say she's taking a holiday for the first time in seven years. Hope, on to story number two. And we are discussing the F1, specifically the London Grand Prix. Ooh, <laughs> when is this taking place? I don't know why I've gone posh. But I'm quite here for it. I'm very, very intrigued. I mean, we are going to Is Jensen Button still doing the cars? That was quite... That was... Or Lewis Hamilton? That was quite good. No, they, no, one of them is, the other one isn't. Um, 
So you're much better at it than me. It comes more. No, naturally. you were you were really, that was really good. That was really good. But no, the London Grand Prix has actually appeared to edge slightly closer to basically becoming a thing after funding has reportedly been secured for for a circuit in East London. I wonder if that's going to be near the Olympic Park. Ah, we, we, they've actually announced. Well, no one knows fully, but they've kind of roughly announced where it's going to be. It's actually going to be around the London Docklands in the borough, I believe, of Newham. There you go. Mm. So the news hope is that US investment firm, they're called 777 Partners, are currently working with a... Catchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where, where do you work? 777 Partners. <laughs> it just, just doesn't ring, does it? It just has no... It's just terrible. Um, they're working with UK sports groups to host a Grand Prix in Newham at the... Uh, I think it's called... Yeah, the Royal Docks out kind of near... Oh, it's near um, City Airport. That's where it is. For anyone listening, if you know where City Airport is, it's going to be around kind of that area. So 777 have actually, uh, uh, they're such a weird name. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, it's just a bit lame. So they've already shown their commitment actually to East London because they've bought London Lions, who are the main basketball team in London. So they also play out in East London. Is that who OV Soko plays for? Yes, I think so. I think you're right. I think that is it. And he he, he was the um, Love Island star, wasn't he's he? He's a hottie. Yes, he's in, he was on Love Island. <laughs> So sources have insisted um, that the intentions of the Dockland circuit is basically to host a second annual race in England, because, of course, we already have Silverstone. So for those listening, there is a Silverstone track in England. Um, some people thought there was going to be a debate between picking the two and whether one would like Silverstone would be binned off and London would be brought in. But by the looks of things, they're both going to be they're both going to happen. They're both going to come into play. And um, there were delays actually of this happening. So the London track was supposed to be announced kind of pre-COVID. But of course, because of COVID plans, I think things went in the bin. They've now been picked up and they're back underway. Um, and Sadiq Khan, by the sounds, is in full support of the idea and would like to bring in the race before 2024. Well, let's hope that a lot of the vehicles maybe are electric. And let's also hope that that provides some stability and some employment for people in the area. Absolutely hope. Absolutely. Well, he's actually said he is hoping to make it kind of the centrepiece of the regeneration of East London. So his aim is that he wants the race to be entirely carbon neutral and he wants it to be the only F1 race in the world which can only be accessed by public transport. Would you go to watch that? And is there anything else that we need to know? Well, good question, Hope. I would. I think if I got the opportunity to go, I would absolutely love to. And this kind of follows on quite nicely because there is one last thing you need to know as well, Hope. So from the F1's perspective, they are, by the sounds, they are absolutely in favour of this. They want, they're kind of turning the F1 into, you know, into kind of like these grand, big, beautiful cities. So they've got one in Abu Dhabi, you know, they've got one in Miami, lots of these cities that are quite flashy and and lots of people know about. Um, the, The debate at one point was they actually wanted a race around central London. So they wanted it through Buckingham Palace or, sorry, near God. Yeah. So they wanted to make it, you know, quite, you know, through the Houses of Parliament. And I'm not, again, that, that would, would scare be the horses at Buckingham Palace. They'd be running around like crazy and you can't do that. And you also have to consider that, like, it cannot, can't be near some residential areas, clearly, because, sure, well, not clearly, surely, because of the noise poos. <laughs> I can't get my words out. Let me... Let me do that again. Um, surely it would need to not be near housing because the noise pollution would be quite revy. Absolutely. And again, I'm not sure how it would work because the truth is the streets around London are good, but also we like our streets have, especially in central London, you know, we've got bollards, we've got lots of traffic lights, not that that matters. But when you look at places like, 
the Houses of Parliament or Leicester Square, they're not very easy to drive around. There are lots of things going on. And I, you can't imagine how a load of F1 cars, because the roads are narrow too. They're not very wide. So I'm not really sure how they do it. Obviously, they could build a track, but then that wouldn't make sense. I don't, I just, I'm really, in my head, that doesn't really make sense. So we'll have to wait and see. But the, obviously that won't happen. Like a race around central London, I think that would be amazing and an absolute spectacle and everyone would want to go and see that. That won't happen. But of course, if it does go to East London, you never know. We could get down Sports for Dummies East London 2023 or 24. Uh, there you go, 20, whenever it is. And um, we'll be, yeah, we'll be going to say hello to Lewis Hamilton and co um, racing around in their cars. I put Lewis off there because I put my fingers up and he thought I was saying two, but I was going, peace. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you're, like you're like, oh, whatever what? it is. What? And I don't know what it is. I wasn't trying to help him in any factually way. Um, I was going to say as well. Yes. The... <laughs> Can you, you wouldn't believe I've had two coffees today. I'm not really no. on, am I? Um, it would be good if they had artificial intelligence. If they really wanted to make it Buckingham Palacey, they could always like use a projector and add some kind of illusion on the track for people watching at home on telly. I don't know. But do it on Strictly Come Dancing. Why not do it in the <laughs> F1? That's all I'm saying. And hope on to story number three tres tres exactly we are going to be discussing england football england that was a new one from it's coming home i didn't hear that i didn't hear that one of the uh, <laughs> That's what gonna, let's replace um sweet caroline with <laughs> pickford is he still in the team is there any changes to the team Yes, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk oh, about. This is, <laughs> I was just thinking as well, I actually don't think we have discussed, we might have done, you might have to correct me, I don't think we've discussed England since the Euros. I don't think we have either. I didn't even know no. they were still playing, to be honest, Lewis, because you are my <laughs> fact sheet and you hadn't told me. So quite frankly, I've just been watching Liverpool and <sighs> disregarding ENG. I, I think we did. I think we have spoken about them. I was just thinking when they played... Poland, I think, when we spoke about anyway, either way. Well, if you did, it's not memorable for me. Sorry. No, what we did. We did. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, Lewis, but no, I cannot remember. Not at all. We're talking about them now. So the one key change, Hope. So England have two games. This is the final bait. This is the final stretch of warming up to the World Cup qualifiers. So that's going to be Qatar 2022. And we are taking on Albania on Friday night. I'm going to go to that and we're going to get to that in just a minute. So I'm going to the game. And England then face San Marino on Tuesday, who are the lowest ranked footballing side in the entire world. So that should be quite comfortable. To qualify... Don't jinx it. That's not the point. The important part of this hope is England need four points to qualify. So we need a win and a draw and it's done. We will be nailed on for Qatar 2022 and then all feet can be taken off the gas and we can relax. Not that means we can, you know, go easy in, in the games to come in March and all those times, but... It's then much more relaxing. So we've currently played eight games. We've got six wins and two draws. And the main story coming out of England and the camp today is that Emil Smith Rowe. Have you heard of him, Emil Smith Rowe? Mm, no. No. Sorry, okay, I'm really well, racking the old brain there. No, no, no. I was, don't, no, I know. Of, I was the Mill, I thought of Milton. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's not the same guy. No, it's not. Sorry, no. Emil Smith-Rowe, he is actually playing for Arsenal. He has been called up to the England squad. So there are quite a few injuries and people out at the moment. So Rashford and James Ward-Prowse. So that's Rashford, of course, Manchester United. James Ward-Prowse for Southampton. Both had to withdraw from the squad. Uh, Why? Rashford, 
So are you about to tell Rash- me? Yes. I want you, you <laughs> Can I just say me. quickly, Rashford? Yes. Yeah, MBE, well done. Well MBE. done, Rashford. Legend. Woohoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Exactly. Go on, Rashford. Um, I feel like you need to he... give him a song on that occasion. Come on. There's only one Marcus Rashford. One Marcus Rashford. There's only one Marcus Rashford. There you go. Woo! That's for you. MBE Wait. for you. Thank you from me. <laughs> I don't like so this is the thing so I, I kind of try and follow songs before that I can copy you're just freestyling you know you just go yeah man it. I'm just in it I'm just on I'm on a roll that's what I love just everyone everyone listening apologies for my singing but when I'm singing I'm in a good mood yes Hope told me that before so everyone for anyone listening when Hope's singing she's in a great mood which is fantastic news Rashford is currently regaining full fitness, so he's not fit. And James Ward-Prowse apparently is ill. So Emil Smith-Rowe Hope is playing for Arsenal. He's 21. He's been pivotal this season for Arsenal's success. So he basically broke through this season and he has been absolutely sublime. He's played 11 games. He's got four goals and two assists. And he's actually scored in his previous three games. He has been absolutely brilliant. And there was this really sweet story he told the media where when he found out on Monday he was getting a late call up to the England side, he actually ran downstairs to tell his mum um, in the same house and they went they went bonkers by the sounds, which is oh, brilliant. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, it's really that sweet. mum, oh, bless. Yeah. Love that. He was expecting to get a call for the under 21. So he wasn't expecting to make it to the first team. Um, but as I said, because of the dropouts and people withdrawing, Obviously, Southgate needed people to step in. And so he called up Smith Rowe. So Smith will, will receive his first call up, um, which is brilliant. And he kind of, you know, said to the media, it was a dream come true. And he'd never expected it at all. And the fun fact, Hope, with him scoring the last three games, he is the fourth player aged 21 or under to score in three consecutive Premier League games for Arsenal. So there you go. Well, and I mean, I'm probably going to get some hate here, some Arsenal fan trolls. But Arsenal's not really a great side, is it? Hope this is the awkward moment because they are now two points off Liverpool, um, which was... All right, okay. Reputation-wise... Oh, no. That's... If someone said they're an Arsenal supporter, you'd go, oh, bless you. Yeah, that's correct. They are they are kind of seen as a banter club. That is that is very correct. Um, he, in fairness, though, aside the banter for Arsenal and, and then the memes around there, the memes they go around hey. there. club, he actually, he's kind of, he came out and said that, He'd been struggling over the last couple of seasons with his diet and fitness. So apparently he kind of quite, he's a really nice, humble person. Oh, he likes cakes, doesn't he? He does. He likes chocolate and Nando's is what he said. That's <laughs> what he actually said. He said his guilty pleasure is chocolate. Um, and he had a big problem with eating lots of Nando's. And actually he was saying that had a, <laughs> yeah, he actually said that. And... <laughs> My problem is Nando's. Yeah. I mean, of all the problems to face, that is something I wish I could say the same for, honestly. I just think that is brilliant. I mean, um, mine, mine would, what would yours be out of curiosity? Mine would be mayonnaise, my weakness. Really? Oh, oh I'd put it on everything. In, are we talking like, so, are we talking sauces or food? Because that's a good... Well, we're talking, I feel like a sauce is a food. Oh, okay, with sauce. I mean, I love a bit of ketchup to be fair, but if we're talking like, I quite like like a neat teriyaki barbecue sauce. That for me, absolutely, that is goat tier, right? That is goat tier. Emil Smith-Rowe actually has announced that Arsenal basically have arranged a private chef for him to come to work at his home to ensure that his diet is getting better. So actually, you know, as, a, as we were joking about with the whole food thing, this has had a massive impact on him. And his manager, Arteta, has said that actually he's seen a massive step up with the change in diet. And I think that's had a great impact on him. He actually scored on the weekend, scored quite a good goal, to be fair, against Watford. He's a really neat player, though, Hope. And, and all Arsenal fans are like, if you, are, if you ask any Arsenal fans, who are your favourite Arsenal players? They'll say Bakayo Saka, who you all know. 
and Emil Smith-Rowe. And both of those two are absolutely brilliant. So Smith-Rowe will be hoping in one of the two games to start. I don't imagine he'll play on Friday. It's the, as it's the last game at Wembley for this year. It's a sellout crowd, hope. So 90,000 are going, which is brilliant. That's and you're going to be there. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to the game. I can't wait. I'm well excited. So if we don't win, we won't be in the World Cup. No, no, no. Well, if we if we draw and we lose, no. But we can still qualify come March. Basically, what this is, hope it's a little bit like a it's a bit like a safety blanket or a safety seatbelt, as you'd say. It's sort of like yeah. a VIP ticket. You, it's like if you were vote two, you get yes. the offer of the priority tickets before they go live to the world. You know, it's exactly that. Should we say goodbye? Absolutely. Hope, it was great seeing you. Sorry again, everybody, for last week and apologies about that. But don't worry, we're back up. We're rolling again. And but yeah, have a great week, everybody. Take care and keep your eyes peeled for England games over the weekend. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>